Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. A special thanks to our newest patrons, Elaine Kelly and Addie Makawasi. You too can become a patron for as little as $3 a month, which gives you access to our entire archive of over 500 podcasts, ad-free and with full transcripts, plus our exclusive spirituality series, Our Sunday Talks. Learn more by visiting livinghour.org slash patron. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Making the Grade by C.V. Mosby, published in 1917. There is both a science and an art in the correct estimation of values. It takes training and mature judgment to pick the false from the true. And there is a fine art in the application of values to the things in life that are worthwhile. It is easy for us to fall into the error of thinking values are relative. Perspectives of value may indeed vary, but the inherent value remains. And the value of those things in life that assist in making the grade remain fixed and definite. It makes no difference through whose eyes they are looked upon. Industry has a definite value in the making of a success in life. The hill climber knows this, and their constant application is one of the reasons for their continuous progress. The dilettante has no estimation as to the value of industry. To them, work is a burden to be carried only when stern necessity forces them to it. But the value of industry remains, and the understanding of it brings success to the industrious person. Honesty also has fixed and definite values that must be understood. The person of integrity knows that a successful life is based upon honesty and they strive to make this a cornerstone in the structure that they build. The fact that the less honorable individual fails to take into account this feature and builds their house upon the sand does not detract one jot or a tittle from the intrinsic worth of honesty. The value of patience, imagination, self-confidence, health, truth, and honesty of purpose remains the same and will always be fixed and definite. It makes no difference what your estimation of them may be. A yardstick measures 36 inches. If one looks at a string that is 36 inches in length and says that it is only 34, the 36 inches still remain and the value is not lost because some individual underestimated it. Correct understanding of values that touch the great principles of life is an absolute necessity in making the grade. Your taste may differ from that of your neighbor. Your likes and your dislikes may be entirely at variance, but all must agree on the worth of the cardinal factors that constitute a successful life. Pleasures, for example, have a great value. The aesthetic must play a part in making the grade, but an incorrect value placed upon pleasures may bring about utter ruin. 
Narcotics, depressants, and various medicines have a value, but a misunderstanding of these values may cause them to assume the role of a destroyer. To judge correctly, to know values and estimate their importance in building the fabric of life is one of the finer points in climbing the hill. The great problem constantly arising is how we can interpret values correctly and get a true conception as to their worth. Careful analysis will enable us to detect the false from the true, the counterfeit from the genuine, and such an analysis is always possible. A good engineer can tear down their machine and build it all over again, or they can take the object in concrete and reduce it to a pile of scraps. Analyzing one of life's problems reduces by half the difficulties encountered. When tearing down a stone wall that impedes your progress, you may not be able to destroy it en masse, but take it down piece by piece, and you will soon have it leveled to the ground. Nothing is impossible to the man or woman who can correctly judge values. However, most individuals exaggerate. It seems to be impossible to form an absolute correct conception of what a thing is really worth. In business, most people deceive themselves as to the real condition of their affairs. Any banker will tell you that they will discount from one-third to one-half the reported net worth of any commercial statement that is not furnished by a certified public accountant. Most professional people will express themselves on some scientific point without being familiar with the absolute facts in the case. An incorrect conception of values keeps one headed toward the rocks. For example, water is necessary to satisfy your thirst, but it never would propel an automobile. Its value as water cannot be questioned but you get into trouble when you give it an undue value in thinking it will run your machine. Inflated values have brought on most of the world's financial crises, and they cause many of our personal failures. Habits are formed on account of the value that we place upon certain things. A young person gets a taste for parties and extravagance. In his or her estimation of material things, they have great worth. They devote more time to them than they can spare, and the money that is not theirs. In time, the false values that they placed upon these things bring about their failure and the complete shattering of their life. Another individual underestimates the value of honesty, integrity, and truth. They hold the cardinal factors in life as being of no value and they disregard their tenets. In time, their reputation is gone. They have violated all ethics and are a moral bankrupt. You cannot climb unless you correctly judge the value of those things that constitute the warp and woof of a successful life. You may run on the dead level of life and get by with a false conception of values. But just as soon as you start to make the grade, you are lost. The pity of so many lives 
is that so much time is consumed in arriving at a conception of what is true and what is false. The fires of youth burn hotly. It is hard to keep them in bounds. Pleasures lure and charm and hide the pitfalls. Values are over and underestimated, and it is hard to separate the false from the true. But when values are once well established, then the road straightens out and the upward climb becomes easier. There are flowers in the gardens, as well as grain upon the hills. There is an aesthetic life, as well as a material one. The proper mixture of the two makes for a well-ordered, successful existence. Pleasures well chosen and properly assimilated help materially in the onward climb. I trust that I may be parting for again referring to values, but the subject of the pleasures in life is so akin to that of values that it is almost if not quite impossible to discuss one without referring to the other. It is true that the value placed upon pleasures is entirely relative. We all have different tastes and enjoyments. It is thus impossible to standardize the value of pleasures. However, enjoying pleasures in life is a great help in making the grade. The wise manufacturer knows that they cannot drive their machinery day and night. They must give it an occasional rest. Molecules, inanimate though they may be, will disintegrate, fall apart and break down unless given rest. So it is with the human machine. Ceaseless driving, constant application, continuous use of the motor, and your organization breaks down under its own strain. Diversion then in the form of pleasures becomes of great value in making the grade. One of the fine arts of living consists of being able to get the maximum pleasure out of your climb, and still continue to drive ahead. It is a pleasure to live, love, and work, and one should be an incentive to the other. Under natural conditions this would be obvious, but civilization means living under artificial conditions, and the higher the civilization, the more artificial it is. Mountain climbers strive to attain some faraway commanding peak, because it gives them vantage ground from which to survey the surrounding landscape. They get genuine pleasure out of being able to view the valleys, the rivers, and the less commanding points from their eminence. The pleasure they derive from this outweighs the toil and the effort necessary to make them climb. Pleasure was the drive that urged the alpine climber over fields of snow and ice, up and still up and on. And so the pleasures of making the grade of life grow apace as the journey continues. We rest on a plateau today. Enjoy the flowers, the fruits, and the scenery, and wave back at our fellow climbers. Then we turn our face resolutely to the fore, and make for the next commanding ridge. Pleasure and accomplishment, that is the urge that drives us on. However, there are many people who cannot get in tune with enjoyment of this kind. You may push or pull them, but unless they want to go, 
and want to go so badly that it hurts to be anywhere else except in the climb, there is not much hope for such an individual being numbered among the hill climbers. The most successful people in professional life do not work solely because they want to pile up money. Money is their least concern. They keep on because they love the game and enjoy the ride. Nothing is more pitiful than the person whose sole idea of success is the accumulation of money and whose eyes never get above the dollar mark. The truly successful person thinks secondarily of money. They first win on account of their love for the game. Then the money comes. But that individual who thinks solely of money never gets it, never experiences any of the great thrills that success brings. To select and enjoy pleasures that help in the climb is a fine art and comes with training and a broad understanding of life. It takes the inventor a long time to make their models, try them out, and perfect the machine that will serve. It is the same with life. It takes knowledge of the game, acquaintanceship with its many sides, and a perfect understanding of the lights and shadows, before one is capable of withstanding the strain and relishing the plateaus that come with the continuous upward climb. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.